Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirada de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind? Relax your body? Or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, Dr. Andrew Michaels has a story to tell you that is perfect to keep you company on a chilly fall night. Perhaps you should turn off the lights, snuggle up in a warm blanket, and listen to the tale of the Whispering Ghost. You're awake. Stay calm. It's alright. I'm with you. We're in a basement. That's obvious. Don't worry. I've almost got my hands loose. Our cap door is not very good at securing our bonds. You've taken a nasty hit to the head. Just try to stay calm. Don't move. I'm right here. Great way to spend Halloween, isn't it? Okay. Alright. Stay still. I have a knife hidden in the back of my belt. With my hands loose. I can cut you out quickly. Let me undo the bonds. Around my feet. Are you dizzy or nauseous? verbalize. Be quiet. Stay still. You know, we've got to quit accepting these Halloween challenges. You know, every year it's, <laughs> it's not anything paranormal. At least not anymore. It's always some psychopath wanting to prove the supernatural. I think he went a little too far this year. Gosh, I hope I don't have a concussion, but my head hurts really bad. I've got my knife. I'll cut you out. Let me cut your legs loose, too. Hold still. Now, come on. I don't want to scratch your shoes. Get that off your mouth. No, no, no. You know, that's the thing about you. You always think it's your fault that you get stuck in these precarious, silly situations. You always blame yourself. You always apologize. Check your Alright. Looks like he didn't cut the skin before you've got a 
bump on that noggin. Let me see on the back of your head. You might have... Yeah, you hit your head when you fell. You poor thing. He's going to pay for that. I know it was your idea to come to this haunted house to check out this legend of the whispering ghost. But it's not your fault. It's being run by a complete psychopath who drugged us, knocked us out, drug us down steps, and tied us up in his furnace room. Let me check the door, see if we can even get out of here. Okay. I think I can unlock this. Let me get out. No, I don't have a lock-picking tool, but I do have a pen. If we can get this pen in between there, right there, see that? That's all you do is you just shove that in there. truly mightier than the sword. I'm about to bury this pen deep inside his neck if he gives us any trouble. Now, come on. Don't be scared. Let's get up to his office and find out what he's doing. Obviously, he had a psychotic episode when we found out the Whispering Ghost was fake. Let's go up and find out. Now stay with me. suit of armor in the foyer. I can see him. Now I'm not going to jump him or anything. We're just going to try and talk. As long as he's calm, we're going to handle this civilized as we can. Okay? Stay behind me. Pick up something to hit him with. You see that face over there by the armor on that stand? When I distract him, you go right for the face if there's an opportunity, and you bust it over his head. I don't care if it's antique. It's not, you're not going to hurt him. Just a, a little bit. It won't kill him, I promise. Well, if it does, I'll pay for the face. No, I'm not paid. He locked us in the basement. Oh, shoot. I think he sees us. Oh. Okay. All right, calm down. All right, just calm down. Okay, all right. I see you have a gun. We all see you have a gun. I was just, I have a pen. Putting it in my pocket. Securing the pen. Calm down. Nobody's hitting anybody. Nobody's shooting anyone. Nobody's even mad at anyone. At this point, you really haven't done anything you can't take back. I, I'm willing to let everything go. I just want to go home to my family tonight. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get with me here, brother. Okay, alright. 
We're not going back to the furnace room. So you're going to have to deal with this. Now, why did you try to kill us or tie us up or whatever you did? What do you mean the Whispering Ghost is coming? That's why we're here. To prove the Whispering Ghost is real. But I proved it was a fraud. And then you hit me over the head. Now you're saying it's real and it's coming? I think you need to calm down. Let's sit down somewhere where we can put that gun down. Like, let's just lower it a little bit. Is that a single action or a double action revolver? It really does matter because you have the hammer back. I don't really want to get shot just because you panic. How about you give me the gun? I promise if you give me the gun, I'm not calling the police. I'll listen to your entire story and I won't call the police. I promise. Just hand it here. Okay. All right. How about we meet in the middle of the road? There's a small table right here off to the side of the foyer. Let's sit down because my freaking head hurts like crazy. Let's just sit down. You hold on to your gun. You tell me what's going on and why you're panicking. Okay, so let's sit down. We don't need anything to drink. Here. Thank you. I actually did need a drink. Helped a lot. Now look, we got the table between us. Set the gun down. Set it down, tell me your story, and let's get this out in the open before things get carried away. You keep saying there's no time, then let's get to it. Put the gun down. Tell us what's going on with the whispering ghost. Alright, I understand what you're saying. You claim he's real. But yet you had a fraudulent ghost set up for me to discover. You had to have been involved in that. Alright. Okay. Why did you want me to discover a fake ghost only to attack me when I did? Well, I'm sorry it took me so long to figure it out. I'm not a rocket scientist, I'm an astrobiologist. Figuring out the mechanics of your fake ghost and all the technology involved to produce that ghost image was not easy for me to figure out. I'm sorry if I didn't go to the right college and so I could debunk fake ghosts. You know, I do have a couple of... I'm a little insulted right now. I really did try to figure it out as fast as I could. I mean, I, I have, I wanted to take my kids. This is the first Saturday in like years I'm actually off. 
and I can take my kids trick or treating, and, and I'm spending it with you with this in this dire straits, and you're in a complete panic. What is going on? If it was fake, why did you fake it? To keep people from nobody was coming here. Nobody ever comes to check out this old rickety ass haunted house. There's nobody here. It's me and my assistant and you on Halloween night. It doesn't get... If you didn't want anybody around, why didn't you just close the place? Oh, that's right. Because when you close the place, then kids break in. I know. All right. I got it. You couldn't risk anybody breaking in. But if it was a fake ghost, nobody would show up to see a fake ghost. I get it now. So why are you deterring everyone, and why are you in such a panic? Does it have to do with that grandfather clock on the wall? You keep looking at it. What is the whispering ghost? Oh, it's not a ghost at all. What is it? A whispering... What? A scorpion. A scorpion. You are afraid some ancient scorpion that makes whispering sounds is going to come out of that grandfather clock. How big is this thing? Well, that's pretty big. I've never seen a... I've never seen anything that big before. I do know animals. And I believe... If it is an anthropod, that would make it a very large specimen. I've never seen a scorpion uh, that long with an elongated body. It almost sounds serpentine with claws. Well, why don't we just go over and seal the door if it's inside the grandfather clock? It can't come out if we wire tie the door shut, right? It's in the base of the mechanism, right? It must be huge to be over four foot long. Well, why didn't you secure the door? I, I don't even understand this. Are you sure you're okay? Look, just set the gun down. And we'll go over to the grandfather clock We'll open it up, and we'll let everyone know what's inside. If there's some giant scorpion waiting to unravel and attack us, I promise I'll, I'll protect us. I, I think I know how to do that. I mean, I have dealt with amazingly diverse creatures before. This doesn't seem to be that bad. <laughs> to break from my story, I must tell you the rest in a strange narrative. The Whispering Ghost was in fact real. The story I'm about to tell you is shocking 
and strange, and it keeps me up at night. My assistant talked me into going to a ancient, fabled, haunted house near Chicago. We went inside, and it was sparsely decorated. A few old pieces of armor, swords on the wall, shields, trying to look like a medieval castle, trying to look like an estate house. It looked like it just didn't know what form to take. But in a small side room was a table and chairs and pamphlets to explain the legend of the whispering ghost. And in amongst those pamphlets I looked across the room at a most ornate and ancient grandfather clock clicking away the hours, the minutes, the seconds. It was a grandfather clock of immense age and decorated most brilliantly was so beautiful it looked like it had actual gold inlaid paint in the wood. I did notice there were scratches on the door to the, mechan the mechanized sections below where the pendulums hung. I wondered its origin. You couldn't tell just by looking at it. You'd have to get a closer examination. And I found myself sitting at that table with our host. He finally set his gun down on the table, put his hands to his head. He was contemplating whether or not to allow me to open the grandfather clock and expose the whispering ghost. The moment his hands came off the gun, it was laying on the table. I made my move. You might think I was going to do some kind of amazing karate ninja secret move to grab the gun and hold him at bay. But instead I used my strength and size only and my common sense. I literally grabbed the sides of the table and I turned the table 90 degrees away from him. The gun was now sticking in the chest of my assistant. And I said, please grab the gun, please grab the gun now, which my assistant luckily did. She grabbed the gun and handed it over to me, barrel pointing straight down. I went to grab it, and it fell from her hands, right to the ground, and fired off the round. The hammer released. 
I bent down and grabbed the gun while our host stood up in a complete panic. I said, relax, I promised you I would follow through with you. I won't hurt you. Nobody's going to harm you. I've got the gun. It's secured. Calm down. I'm going to put it right here on the table. Just let's go over to the grandfather clock. Let's see about this giant scorpion. And let's figure this out. But I need to know, why did you attack us? Why didn't you just ask us to leave? He told us that the scorpion needs a victim. And someone he had asked to come had canceled out at the last minute. Because of the cancellation, instead of us being debunkers to chase away any media attention or nosy kids, we now became his prime victim. He needed us to satiate the hungers of the Whispering Ghost. And that's when I knew he wasn't lying. I could see it in his eyes. He was so frightened. And it was amazing to behold how absolutely terrified was that this creature was about to awaken. He said the gun won't help. It only helps against real targets. You don't understand. It won't help against a ghost. What he didn't know was I was trained in dealing with the supernatural. This was a very simple ghost story. I hate to ruin anybody's good time, but ghosts are always tied to their past life. They are a reflection of that that once was living. And it was clear that this ancient evil creature was tied to this grandfather clock. That was its grasp on reality. That was the hook that kept it alive all these years. We proceeded to walk across the room to the clock, my assistant digging her nails deeply into the flesh of my arm. I was not too thrilled. I had a headache, and now I've got a cut on my arm. But I understood how scared she was. I told her, if anything happens, just follow my lead. Just do what I tell you to do. In fact, just stand over there. And I asked her to stand about five feet back into the side. Everything's going to be I opened up 
the base door to the grandfather clock right when it struck six o'clock the bottom of the clock my host was mumbling making the funniest sounds the oddest ruminations were coming from his mouth he was whispering over and over again chanting under his breath mumbling Inside the grandfather clock, a strange coil of silver unraveled before our very eyes. The whispering does not come from the ghost, I realize this. It comes from the host. The host and this creature have a symbiotic relationship. The uncoiled scorpion, four and a half feet long, thin, serpentine-like, its plates of body armor clicking, clacking from being held still so long, it unraveled at the strike of the clock at six o'clock and unraveled. And came out of the grandfather clock and crawled up and spun around the host. It all started to make sense to me. It climbed his body, and as he whispered and whispered and whispered, and he kept whispering. He became the whispering ghost himself. The creature's body literally entwined around him like a pseudo suit of armor and clasped onto his arm. This creature controlled him and manipulated him like a parasite controlling its host. And he kept whispering. He kept talking. This wasn't a ghost. We were dealing with something else. I looked inside the grandfather clock and saw a nest there. Using all of my quick skill and knowledge, I opened up my Zippo lighter and struck the flint twice to get a flame, and I tossed it inside the base the grandfather clock. The dry webbing of the nest the creature had built 
erupted into a fantastic flame and shot all through the inner workings of this ancient clock. The entire clock was engulfed internally in fire. The creature seeing this immediately panicked. It squealed. Its host turned, put his hands directly into the fire and the burn of it. The flames hitting his hands shocked him out of his trance. And he screamed the most guttural yell I have ever heard. It broke the bond between symbiote and host. And the scorpion slid down off of his body. His human host crumbled to the floor. Now separated, the scorpion tried once again to enter the bottom of the clock. It tried with its claws to pull at the framework, maybe remove the fire, maybe reach inside and grab something in its nest. But the flames shot out from the base and blinded it, striking its antenna, striking its ancient eyes. The creature blinded, rocked the grandfather clock, and in a moment of serendipity, I grabbed the top side of the wobbling clock, and I turned it over. It fell completely on top of the scorpion, crushing it. The squeals that came from the creature were amazing. The predator who was going to feast on us was now being feasted upon by the fires that were destroying its home. Trapped inside the clock, the flames bursting from all sides, I yelled out to my assistant to help the host up. She did and got him moved back. I ran to the other side of the room and procured a fire extinguisher. It wasn't going to take long for the flames to get out of hand. But I had to be sure the creature was dead. I stopped at the table and picked up the revolver. I quickly checked. There were still five rounds inside it. It was a small 38 Saturday night special, but it should do the trick. The host was gibbering, screaming. He was in complete psychotic failure. I ran up to the squealing, screeching creature, and I fired all five rounds through the back of the clock into the creature. Its claws shattered the back of that ancient wood was not that thick. 
splintered it into ten pieces. The creature reared up, completely engulfed in flames. Holes, leaking, vicious fluids from inside its body. I took the fire extinguisher, and with all my strength I lifted it and swung it up in a high arch over my head and down and struck the creature completely, fully on top of the head, driving its head completely into its carapace, cracking its burnt shell and nearly splitting it in two. It crumbled to the ground. One of its claws busted off. And it died. Succumbing to both my strike, the bullets, and the fire. I waited a moment until I could not wait any longer. Smoke was filling the room. It doesn't take long for a fire to get out of hand. And I sprayed it down with the extinguisher. Our host, lying in a fetal position, crying, harmless at this point, allowed my assistant to run across the room and call 911. Within minutes, the fire department was there. They found all three of us sitting outside the house, coughing, hacking, I found our cell phones and had called for a strike team to come in and recover the creature's body. The fire department was very cooperative. The host, his mind completely gone, was taken away for observation. To this day, we don't know what the Whispering Ghost was. What was it? I don't know. I don't know. I've seen many ancient creatures on this earth. We've lived as human beings for such a short time when it comes to geologic time. just don't know what else is out there or how these things survive. But I know I got lucky. I know I got very lucky tonight. The host with the adult creature wrapped around his body was not the true threat I saw this Halloween. The true threat were the squirming eggs in that nest waiting for their birthday meal. We came so close to dying tonight. I was lucky when I recovered my 
Zippo. I checked it out. It was pretty much ruined. Pretty much burnt black. But I was definitely taking it with me. This simple little box lighter and I had been through a lot. And I was going to keep it in a very sacred place. I told my assistant about the eggs. I had a report on the subject. But what I didn't tell her was how close we really came to dying. You see, when I tossed that lighter, the eggs were hatching. Happy Halloween, everyone. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Tirar de Huello. The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.